Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Hey, who's loving our series? Hasn't it been an awesome series, Rules for the Road? i got a rule for you this morning uh, and it's give way. That's what I'm going to be talking about. But uh, when I was thinking about which road rule to talk about, I was thinking about road rules that I tend to not listen to a lot of the time. And I actually believe that 80% of the congregation just looks at them and just goes, no, I'm actually not going to follow those. So I'm going to have these up on the screen. First one is stop. Um, <laughs> I stop, okay? But do you, who knows how long you meant to stop for? Three seconds. Well, there's actually three types of people. Are you ready for this? First group of people stops for like one second. Second group of people stop for like 9,000 seconds. They take stops so literally, they like turn the car off, they get out, they have a bit of a smoke, they get back in and then they... And it's like, no, no, you can actually go, it's okay. Oh, there's a truck coming, that's all right. Oh, you're still stopped. Okie dokie. And then the third group of people look at that and they go, stop telling me what to do, I'm just going to keep going. Give way. Give way is an interesting one. Who gives way here? Okay, next one. No U-turn. No thanks, okay? If I need to turn around... I'm going to do that. We've actually got one of these in Murray Bridge. Who, who knows that we've got a no U-turn sign? Who listens to that? You should. It, you really should. Safety. That's why it's there. And then any speed limit that's in yellow, I think people look at that going, that's a nice suggestion, okay? Uh, but if it's, not, if it's not in a white sign with a red border, it's just a suggestion, okay? Don't tell me what speed I should be doing. Just tell me. Who, who's with me? And then, and then the one that frustrates me to no end is, is the next one uh, that's on the freeway. Keep left unless overtaking. Um, I mean, like that one, we can just leave that up and minister to the people. The, this one here, any, anytime I'm on the freeway and, and someone's just in the left, like you, you're taking over, you're overtaking a truck, right? And then there's a car on the left and it's like going 43. And you're like, okay, well, they're going to indicate back after they pass a truck. But then they don't. And then it's like, well, what, what's going on here? So then I just get so frustrated. I think people need to listen to this. Who's with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Who's with me? This is something that we should listen to. Anyway, but we're not talking about these. We're talking about give way. Everyone say give way. And Holly and I are planning a church in Mount Barker, which is super exciting. Um, and I was thinking about this series, and I love how practical it's been. I love how um, every time I come in here and we're listening to the messages that I'm actually I'm getting so much out of out of the messages and what I wanted to do is I wanted to speak about uh, something that I've been living out this year especially with the church plant and it is all about giving way to the presence of God and I had to ask myself this question a lot this year am I satisfied with the presence of God if I lost everything but I still had the presence of God would I feel like I've still got everything so this morning I wanted to talk about the presence of God and how much it can satisfy us and that's what I want to be preaching on this morning. So the first, I've got a couple thoughts. And my first thought is this. You can write these down. It's give way for things to pass you. You know, the whole idea behind a give way sign is when you come to a crossroad or an intersection, you need a break, you need a check, you need to see if it's safe. And then if it's safe, you go, right? But in our walk with life, and you, you know, you might be here and you might be a Christian, you might have not made that decision yet, you might be watching online, haven't made that decision yet, that's okay. But what can happen is we can get to a crossroad in our life 
And there are things that actually need to pass us that we shouldn't let stick to our life. And it's actually okay for us to let things pass that don't belong in our future. And this morning, I want to preach about the fact that we need to give way for things to pass us. Mark 10, 17 to 31, it talks about this guy, the rich young ruler, okay? Now, they don't give him a name, um, but let's just imagine his name is Derek or something, right? And I think the reason why they don't give him a name is because this guy, this Derek, right? Uh, if, if, let's imagine, like, do you, do you have someone that you give money to or you lend them money and then that night they're just like, hey, have you, have you paid me back yet? Or, or they've got, like, a list on their phone with all the people that have given them money or, like, they've loaned money to them. They're just, like, calling you up all the time, like, hey, give me, give me that money back. I need that, please. Just constantly. No one? That's okay. Well, this is Derek, Okay. And uh, he's the rich young man, the rich young ruler. And we're going to read it if it can be up on the screen. Mark 10, 17 to 31. And he was setting out on his journey. This is Jesus. And a man ran up to him, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your mother and father. And this guy said to him, Derek's like, teacher, all these I've kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him, loved him, and said to him, you like one thing, go, sell all of you that, that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. In verse 22, it says this, Disheartened by this saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And then with the rest of the verse up here, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. Jesus then goes to his, his friends, uh, it's, actually, it's pretty hard to follow me and inherit my kingdom. You know when you, like, like you just school somebody and you just own somebody and you, and you just really did a good job, someone did something wrong and you just like, you're owning them, then they leave, and then you talk about them behind their back. That's what Jesus kind of does a little bit. He's like, he's like, you know, it's pretty hard, right, guys, to follow me and, you know, value your wealth, and your wealth is your worth. And it, guys, it's pretty, it's pretty hard. He's like, no, seriously, guys, it's, it's very hard. And then if you're reading along, he's actually, guys, it's pretty much impossible to follow me and still cling on to your wealth. And, you know, I'm not talking about this morning that everyone here needs to give all their possessions away and sell everything that they own but maybe this morning this this scripture is kind of tugging on your heart to be a bit more generous but I don't want to take that angle I I want to take the angle of this here that you cannot serve your flesh fully and Jesus fully at the same time you cannot serve your flesh fully and Jesus fully at the same time I'm not telling you to give everything away but I believe that God wants to highlight this morning through this story that our flesh, the desires of our flesh can be so strong, but you cannot serve both fully at the same time. Can I get an amen? amen. And let's imagine this, right? We come to a crossroad in our life and that there's some things that we need to let pass, like this man here. He comes up to Jesus. Jesus, I want to follow you. I'm at a crossroad right now. I know I'm holding on to my pride and my possessions, but God, I can sneak in and I can have both. I, I can just, I can make it happen. I can have both. I can follow you and I can have all of the things that my flesh is desiring at the same time. 
when I was 16, I was in a relationship with this girl, okay? Ooh. And, and it wasn't a God-honoring relationship. I can tell you that much, okay? And it was actually quite interesting because we were in a relationship series at youth. And I'm hearing about being equally yoked. I'm hearing about all of these things that you need to find somebody who's just as much in love with Jesus as you. But this girl, I think she lived near a church, so I'm like, that's good enough, okay? Uh, and then there was this other thing where I'm hearing about, you know, you need to seek wise counsel. Get, get some good input from some good people. So what I did is, let's imagine this. I'm at this crossroad ready to give way, right? I see this relationship coming. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to do the right thing now. I'm going to talk to three friends that kind of go to youth sometimes and I know they're going to agree with me. And I said, hey, boys, do you think I should date this girl? And all three of them said yes. And I'm like, that's a win-win-win right there. I get the girl. I sort out wise counsel. This is amazing. And then what happened... If we can imagine it like a crossroad, okay? I'm about to give way. Oh, should I really enter into this relationship? Should I not? Should I let it pass? I decided, you know what? I did the right thing. I can do both. And I jumped in, right? I was in this relationship. In the review mirror, I can see this beautiful relationship. I'm thinking, thank goodness I didn't let that pass. I was dating her for seven months. And that relationship definitely was not honoring God, okay? We were doing things that I promised myself I wouldn't do. In fact, we were actually having conversations and we were getting up to stuff that was pushing me further away from God. I'd rock up every week to youth. I would, we had a projector back in the day, guys, okay? This is, this is amazing. But on the projector screen, when the Bible verses happened at youth or in church, I'm like, okay, that's my Bible reading done for the week, okay? Worship, yeah, I'll worship at church. Yeah, I'll do all that stuff. But because of this relationship, what I ended up doing is I jumped the gun too soon. I should have let those feelings pass. And in my review mirror, I had pain, regret. I had all of these things. I had all these added stresses. I had all these added pressures that if I just let it pass, if I just let the desires of my flesh to pass, I wouldn't be in this mess. Who's with me? Has anyone been in a situation like that before? Colossians 3 verse 2, it says this. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And you know, this, this morning, I don't know what you are seeing in your review mirror right now, but maybe like me, you jumped the gun too soon on something that you should have let pass, and maybe right now, there's bitterness, unforgiveness, issues with lust, greed, that are in your view right now. But here's the thing, right? I'm talking about give way this morning. But I feel like a lot of us, we come to a crossroad in our life, and I kind of altered the sign a little bit, if I can have it up there. And we don't see give way, we see give in. And this is what I believe. Where you invest into, that will increase. In other words, what you feed will get fat. If we're constantly feeding our flesh, that's going to increase. And the desires of our flesh are going to increase. Who's with me? But do you know that you can actually feed your spirit? Do you know that the desires of the flesh will actually decrease the more that your hunger and desire for the spirit within you increases? What you feed will get fat. What are you feeding this morning? Do you find yourself feeding your flesh constantly? And that you get hungry for the things of the flesh is because you're feeding it constantly? Or are you hungry to feed your spirit this morning? Proverbs 3 verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord. With all your heart and lean not, not on your own understanding. 
Amen. Galatians 5.16, it says this. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. I'm going to say that one more time. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. We keep reading in, in 17. It says, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposite to each other, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. And we might be listening to this this morning thinking, that's amazing, until the last sentence. Are you sure it says that in the Bible? To keep you from doing things that you don't want to do? Well, what if I want to do things sometimes, God? Well, guess what? I wanted to have that relationship. I wanted to get into that relationship with that girl. But maybe right now, there's some people here that are trying to save up for something in their future, but they really want to spend their money on things that's not going to help them get there financially, but they want to. Or maybe there's things that we want to do. We want to do it in our flesh. But what this is saying right now is sometimes the things that you want to do are not the things that are the things that you should be doing. I'm going to say this verse one more time. In verse 17, I want us to get this this morning. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. I don't know about you this morning, but I want a fat spirit. Come on, who's with Are we alive this morning? I don't want to constantly keep on feeding myself, feeding my flesh, because then I only hunger and desire after the things of my flesh. No, I want a desire, I want an insatiable hunger after the things of God. Maybe it's not the stuff that I want straight away, but it's the stuff that I need to have in my life. And maybe I've been going to the things of the flesh. Maybe this morning you've been going to the things of the flesh and they've been filling you up for a certain amount of time. But maybe, just maybe this morning, that there is a hunger inside of you that doesn't crave the flesh anymore because it leads you down a rough track. Maybe, just maybe this morning, that God wants to fill you with his presence. Because the best thing about his presence is that we can never get full of it. It says when we try and get full of it, he just overflows. My cup overflows. I want more of his presence. Can I get an amen? amen? Our flesh fades when our spirit is being satisfied. I'm going to say that one more time. Our flesh fades away when our spirit is being satisfied. Matthew 5 verse 6, it says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And something that I've had to learn this year is, am I satisfied with the presence of God in my life? Or anytime there's a crossroad in my life, do I get tempted to chase after my flesh? Church, this morning, can I encourage you that your flesh is constantly hungry? It's constantly hungry, but so is your spirit. And the more that we feed our flesh, the more that we have to do things that feed us. But the more that we feed our spirit, the more that we spend time in his presence, the more times that we pray, the more times that we seek and hunger after God, the more that we get an insatiable hunger to keep on going after his presence. I want a fat spirit. Who wants a fat spirit this morning? I actually broke up with this girl, right? And it happened at a Hillsong conference. And <laughs> let me tell you something right now. It was hard having this relationship, but it was a lot harder to want to continue this relationship when I was at a Christian conference. It was so hard for me to think about having a relationship that doesn't honor God 
at a Christian conference, session after session after session. The worship was amazing. The preaching was amazing. Heck, even the offering was amazing. And I'm like, this, this is fantastic. And I realized something when I was at that conference. The desires of my flesh were fading away because I was being satisfied by his presence. But then I had this realization when I broke up with her. I actually broke up with her over Facebook. Please don't do that, anybody. That's a word from the Lord. Didn't end well. <laughs> well, it did for me. I've got, the, I've got an ama- Come on, let's give it up for Holly. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I, actually, yeah, break up with them over Facebook. This happens. But then get this right. I was like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. I need to, I need to end this. Then I flew back from Sydney, went back to Murray Bridge. A couple of weeks later, I'm like, what did I just do? And I realized something. I was not feeding my spirit anymore. So the only thing that I was consuming was stuff for my flesh. Then I get that hunger back for my flesh again. And I needed to understand something. I don't need more conferences. I need more daily devotion to Jesus. I don't want to go to my flesh. When it comes to a crossroad, I need to give way for things to pass me so that they're not sticking on to my future. The more I feed my spirit, the less I crave my flesh. The more you feed your spirit, the less you will crave your flesh. That's a word for somebody here this morning. Feed your spirit. Spend time in his presence. Go back to the Bible. Go back to the word of God. We need to be in it every single day. Daily bread, living water. Every single day. My first thought was, to give way in life, things need to pass you. But my second thought is this. Give way for Jesus to lead you. Can I get an amen? amen? It's hard with mask on, guys. I can't see if you want to leave, okay? Can I get an amen for this one here? This is amazing. Give way for Jesus to lead you. We, um, we had a district night, my first year of running youth um, in Adelaide, which was a smart decision because I just turned 18 and I was driving one of the church buses. And I think I learnt manual maybe three weeks before that. And um, I'm sorry about that. But it was fine. And then what happened was I, I had the bus with um, some interesting people in it. And what happened is I know some people are remembering this because it was quite a, quite a full-on night. Um, if you want to join up for youth ministry, Jacob would love to have you, please. Um, but, what, but what happened is... Um, we get to this place. We're going to three locations. I get to the first two and then my phone dies. Then I turn around and I realize that the cohort in my bus didn't have any credit. Nor did some of them even have a phone with a screen that you could see through because it had so many cracks on it. I'm like, this is terrible. So we um, were filling up and I went to the other youth leader and she was driving the other bus. And I said, hey, can I borrow someone's phone so I can get to the location? I don't have a charger. And she's like, well, I actually need my phone to get there as well. Why don't you just follow me? And I was like, okay, I can do that. But she went so slow. <laughs> Who gets frustrated by slow drivers? I see those hands. It's okay. It was about, I think on the maps when I saw it, it was like nine minutes away from when we had to go. But I, th- I swear it was like 46 hours. Like, and it was just like, is she doing this on purpose to attack me? Does she hate my guts? And I'm thinking, okay, it's pretty empty, not many people on the street. We can do this. We can actually drive the speed limit in Jesus' name. And I'm getting so frustrated. I'm probably physically mad at this stage. I'm visibly not very impressed. And then we end up getting to the place. 
Thank God. Come on, we can give a cheer to that. We rocked up on time. She gets out of the bus. I get out of the bus. And I was going to be the bigger person, just not talk to her. Because when I was 18, I, if I spoke to her, it wouldn't have been very nice. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's go in. And then she's like, hey, Jake, um, sorry we're going a bit slow there, but I just didn't want you to get lost. And I was like, oh, man, how can I stay mad at you? That makes a lot of sense. That's okay. And, and I had to realize something that sometimes our desires have to die in order for us to arrive at God's destination with his direction. If it was up to me, we would have went the speed limit, okay? If it was up to me, we would have went on the other, on the other roads. We didn't need a detour. I wanted to go the speed limit, my way, my timing. But I had to realize something that just because I had a desire for something, that doesn't necessarily mean that I would have reached that destination. And then I had to realize something in this journey when we need to give way for Jesus to lead us. If we're saying this morning, we're at a crossroad in our faith right now, do I want Jesus to lead me? He's going to lead us in a way that we necessarily wouldn't want to be led on our own. His directions is going to be a little bit different to what we want. His timing, his pace is going to be a little bit different to what we want. He might take us to detours that we need to learn some certain things, but his destination with his direction far outweighs my desires. Sometimes our desires need to die in order to get to where God wants us to go. Church, do we have this conviction? Because I believe that I have been growing in this conviction here and it's this. If he's not in it, I don't want it. Jesus, I want you to lead me in my business. But the moment that you're telling me to be generous with the prophets and give it away, no, no, I'll go my own way. Jesus, lead me in my family. But the moment that he's telling you to spend more time with your children, no, 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 I'll do it my own way. I can make it work. I can make it work. Jesus, use me in ministry. But the moment he asks you to clean the toilets, no, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go my own way. Sometimes when we let Jesus lead, it's not going to look like what you want. It's not going to be meeting your desires. But if it's not him, if he's not there, then I don't want to go. If Jesus isn't at the center, isn't the destination, and isn't directing it, then I don't even want to go there. You know, church, I really feel like some people here have had this desire of what their life should look like. And that God doesn't seem like someone who wants to get you there safely. He seems like this rule book. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But what are you serving? Your destination or his? Your desires or his? You know, when we think we can do it on our own, this is what happens. I, I can't tell you how many thoughts I have a day that are my own. I, I can't tell you how many words that I want to say over the 24 hours of a day that are my own. I can't tell you all the plans that I have that are mine. But what I have to realize is that my desires, they don't comfort me. Jesus does. That if I want him to lead me, then I want his thoughts. I want his words. I want him in my life. And the moment that we say, Jesus, lead me, that's not just saying lead me to the point that I'm comfortable to have my desires laid out. It's saying, Jesus, I want you to lead me in the detours. I want you to lead me when it doesn't make sense. I want you to lead me so you change me. Jesus, I want you to lead me. It might not be my timing. It might not be my pace. It might not be the way that I wanted it to go. But Lord, if you're in it, then I'm all in. 
Jesus, if you are calling me there, then I want to follow you. And do we have that revelation this morning that says, Jesus, if you're in there, then I'm coming too. I don't want to go anywhere without you, Jesus. Your desires don't comfort you. Jesus does. There's this awesome verse in Proverbs 16. It says this. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. The Lord establishes their steps. Can I get the band up here with me? The first thought that I had where we need to give way, is that things need to pass us so that in our review mirror, we don't have frustration, pain, anguish, bitterness, shame, guilt. But after we let things pass, the person who's in front, they set the pace. They set the direction. They set the tone. This morning, can I have you stand to your feet all over the place right now? Give way for things to pass you. Give way for Jesus to lead you. Can you all close your eyes all over this place? If you're watching online, then why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you close your eyes? I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us this morning. So many times in my life, when I enter into a crossroad, when I enter into a new season, when there is possibility for a new thing to happen in my life, when there's pain, when things get brought up, when there's issues, and I'm at the crossroad in my life, I have this tendency to give in. And I have this tendency to not let things pass. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out. It's my timing. It's what I want. It's what I want. But the reason why it's so important for Jesus to lead us is that he was fully man yet he was fully God and there was this time when Jesus was about to go to the cross and he's in the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying and he's saying Lord take this away from me it's too much for my flesh it's too much Lord Lord take this away and what happens is he gets ministered to and he goes to the cross being fully man fully God and he died for me. He died for you. He died to take away the weight and the price of sin on our life. And the reason why Jesus is the perfect person to lead us is because he understands. Oh, he knows what's going on in your business. He knows what's going on in your marriage. He knows. He knows. And he cares deeply. But I know that our God does not want us to get to crossroads and give in to our flesh and feed our flesh and cut off his plan. And he wants freedom for you this morning. So I want to talk to a couple groups of people with everyone's eyes shut this morning, if you're watching online as well. If you're in the room and you're saying, you know what? Give way has almost been a little bit of a suggestion when it comes to my faith. Giving way to the things of my flesh has actually been really difficult. 
And this morning you're talking about how, well, if I'm full and getting filled up by the Spirit, maybe I don't quench for the things of my flesh as much. Well, this morning with nobody looking around, if you're here and you're saying, I can't stop feeding my flesh. I've been feeding my flesh to the point that all I crave is things that go on top of my flesh. I need, I need to feed that. I need to feed that. And you've, you can see right now, if I say, look in your review mirror of your life, and you see all these things, regret, you see all of these issues, temptation, these, these thoughts that are in your review mirror, and you're saying, if I just let them pass, if I just waited for Him, if I just was satisfied by His presence, maybe I wouldn't be in this mess right now. And if you're here with nobody looking around and you're saying, this morning, I don't want more of my flesh. I don't want a fatter flesh. I want a fat spirit. I want to have something inside of me that desires the presence of God, that He is enough, that He's more than enough, that He satisfies. So if you're here, then what I want you to do is I want you to lift one hand up to heaven right now. If you're saying, I need, come on right now, amen, amen, all over this place. We're reaching out to Him and we're saying, Lord, you satisfy me. Lord, my flesh can't do it on its own. Lord, my flesh just wants more of itself. But Jesus, I I want your presence. I want your guiding. Amen. Amen. We're going to give this a couple more seconds. Come on, would you reach out to him this morning? Thank you, Lord. Come on, if you've got your hand up, why don't you just leave it up right now? And if you're saying, you know what, that give way has turned into a give in, then Lord, I want to give in to your presence right now. I want to hand over my whole life to your presence, Lord. Would you fill me, not with my flesh, but with your presence, with your spirit. Amen. Amen. And if you've got your hand up, could you just put your other one up right now as a sign of surrender? Put both of your hands up right now. Lord, I pray over every single person in this place watching online, that's reaching out to you. God, I pray from this morning that the hunger and the drive to satisfy one's flesh disappears in your presence. God, I pray right now, would you fill every single person reaching out to you with a hunger and a drive for your presence. Lord, I pray for everyone reaching out their hands to you in this place, watching online and are saying, I don't like what I see in the review mirror. And there's regret there and there's issues there. Lord, I pray for those things to pass in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now for a motivation for the Word of God to fill every single person reaching out to you. Lord, I pray for an insensible hunger to hunger after you every single day. Lord, fill them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, fill this place, Holy Spirit, with your presence. You are enough. You satisfy. You satisfy. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Last group of people before we worship is I made the decision to let Jesus lead my life couple years back it wasn't when I went down the front at at youth for the first time it wasn't that it was when I made a decision that was like God if you're leading me it's not just my hand up once in a service or down the front but it's going to be every day it's in my words it's in my actions it's in the things that I'm, I'm handing it all over to you and one of the things if I can just be honest guys 
is I've found it pretty difficult sometimes to to continue that all, all the time. Just like God, okay, even if it's not my way, even if it's not my direction, even if it's not my destination, Lord, I need to trust you. I need to trust you. And what I wanted to do just before we worship is for, once once again, if we can just close our eyes, just for just for some respect here, just for people, because it's going to get a little bit vulnerable. If you're if you're here and Maybe you've made a decision a while ago to follow Jesus, but then you look back in your review mirror and you just, all you see is flesh decisions. All you see is what's been filling you up and you've found it difficult to trust Him. Or maybe you're here for the first time, watching online for the first time, and you haven't made that decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Well, what I wanted to do is I wanted to genuinely just open this up for a, for a moment. If you're here and you want to make a decision to respond to Him this morning, and you're saying, I, I want to recommit that, that trust over to Jesus. Or I want to make that decision for the first time. Lord, that you are the Lord of my life. That you direct my path. That you're my Savior. That you're my King. That you're my Lord. So with nobody looking around, I just want to count to three. And as I do that, will you just put your hand up so I can see it, so I can pray. And then I'd love to pray with and for you. It's the best decision. Amen. Hands are going up already. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you just made that decision, what I want you to do is I want you to just agree with this in your heart and everybody else. Why don't you just agree with this as well? Lord, I thank you for every single person watching online in the room right now that just made a decision to follow you. Not with their direction, not with their destination, but Lord, following you. God, I pray this morning that as hearts are being opened to you, Lord, I ask that when they come to the crossroads in their life, that they don't re rely on their flesh, but Lord, they rely on you. God, I thank you that you sent your son to die for them. Lord, I thank you that you give us life through your death. And God, I just pray that this morning that people are getting open to your presence. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you died for us. And thank you that you lead us so well. God, we give this morning over to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.